Good morning. Welcome to Discovery's Digital Gathering. We are glad you're here. We are excited for what God has in store this morning. We want to invite you to download our app, which will help you stay current with our community and get further connected by filling out our new visitor card. Let's prepare our hearts for worship and for the adventure of discovering the good news of Jesus together. Well, today we'll be zooming in on the book of Matthew. Matthew is the first book of the New Testament and the first of four accounts of Jesus in life and ministry called the Gospels. Um, we'll be looking in Matthew chapter 9. And as you make your way over there, um, quick plug, I mentioned before that I am the youth director here at Davis. Um, or at Discovery Davis. Um, and if you have not yet heard, um, we do have a youth program going on. So if you are between the grades of sixth through ninth grade, um, or maybe your kid is, maybe you have a friend who is in that grade level, hey, come through. Um, we meet Sundays, 5.30 to 7 p.m., meeting right here in the downtown center for now. Um, but like I said, that won't be forever. So the best thing that you can do is email me, david at discoverydavis.org. I'll go ahead and add you to the email list um, and you can definitely stay in the know about all things youth. Um, but with that out of the way, let's dive in to Matthew chapter 9 starting in verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Pray with me. God, as we look into this topic of hero-making and discipleship, would you stir up in us a, a passion for your passion, God. Would you open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to what you would have us here today? I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, a couple of days before I started writing this sermon, um, about three weeks ago now when you're hearing this, um, the National Basketball Association, or NBA, made international headlines as a player named Steph Curry broke the all-time record for three-point shots, or long shots. Um, this definitely created a lot of hype. A lot of people who are really into the sports world were going crazy. Um, but in the middle of all this hype, I kind of remembered the person who was definitely the most popular person when I was growing up, a guy by the name of Kobe Bryant. So if you've never heard of Kobe, um, I bet you actually have. If you ever stood next to a trash can for any period of time, I'm willing to bet that at some point you've heard someone shout Kobe as they throw their trash into the trash can. That is a reference to Kobe Bryant, the guy I'm talking about right here. But what I find particularly interesting about Kobe isn't actually his amazing basketball career, it's what he did after he retired from the NBA. After he retired, he made a short film called Dear Basketball, where all he really did was read a letter that he wrote to the sport of basketball. 
Um, so this doesn't sound very impressive, but actually because of this short film, Kobe Bryant became the first professional athlete in history to win an Oscar. Kobe Bryant's love for the game, his passion for the game, it was so obvious, so apparent, that people who saw this film, Dear Basketball, could not help but, but catch on to some of that, to feel some of that. Or if you're like me and you really love sports, maybe like you just wanted to play basketball after seeing this film. And when Kobe wasn't speaking, interviewing, or creating content online about basketball, he'd spend a lot of his time at the sports academy that he launched, helping younger girls um, like his four daughters grow up playing and enjoying the sport of basketball. You could say that in the basketball world, Kobe Bryant was something of a hero, or what we like to say here at Discovery, he was a hero maker. At Discovery, we've outlined four specific values that we hold very deeply. Um, one of those values is hashtag hero maker. A hero maker is someone who isn't content to settle on being the hero themselves. There's someone who seeks to bring others along in God's mission. But what is a hero in the first place? Well, the best place to start is with the hero of God's story, who is, of course, Jesus. So let's return to Matthew 9, starting back in verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, the gospel, and healing every disease and sickness. Now, for those who are familiar with the story of Jesus, this might sound pretty normal. You know, this, this, things like this happen in most of the chapters of the gospel, it feels like. But I'm going to read this one more time, and I want you to catch this. Jesus went to all the towns and villages. He healed every disease and sickness. As we begin 22, 2022, another year where we are starting in the middle of a global pandemic, how great is this? Going through every town and villages, healing every disease and sickness, no one was left behind. So to people in, in, in this area, this small region in Judea, um, Jesus was a hero, but he wasn't just a hero. He was like a Marvel superhero, right? Every single person was healed. No one was left behind. Jesus was incredible. So Discovery, I don't want you to miss this. If what you need in your life right now is a hero, look to Jesus. Well, so we're in the new year. It's a time of the year where we all make our resolutions, right? This year, we are going to do A, B, and C. And this year, we convince ourselves we're actually going to stick to those resolutions. But Discovery, what if this year, instead of making our resolutions about me, 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 you know, I want to lose this weight, I want to do this, I want to do this, what would it look like if we resolved to be more like Jesus here in Matthew 9, 35? What would it look like if we resolved to be more like a hero, more like the hero? For this year, I resolve to take time to care for others, to commit to others. Let's take a look at how Jesus cared for others. Jesus taught in their synagogues, proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God to a people who were under the empire of Rome. 
He healed every disease and sickness. Jesus cared for others' mind, soul, and body. Verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Or how about this, kind of a 2022 modern translation. When Jesus saw the people of Davis, he had compassion on them because they were anxious and overwhelmed by a pandemic that their intellect could not solve. Discovery, if you find yourself in a rough place at the start of 2022, know this. Know that Jesus sees you right where you are and he has compassion for you right where you are. It doesn't matter if you're not where you want to be, where you wanted to be at the start of 2022. Jesus sees you. He has compassion for you. But Jesus, the hero of this story, he didn't just stop at being the hero. Look at verse 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So Jesus had just kind of completed this entire region, right? Diseases, check, taken care of. Gospel presentation, nailed it. Gave some top-notch sermons, yeah, you bet. Um, things were, were going pretty well here in this region, right? But what about the rest of Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth? Jesus was just one guy. He knew that even though he was doing an incredible job where he was, he was just one person. He knew that although he was an amazing hero, he also needed to be a hero maker. So what does he do? Well, if you're reading along in a physical Bible or on your phone, you might notice that in chapter 10, one of the section headings probably reads like, Jesus sends out the 12. So flip over Matthew chapter 10, verse 24. Um, Jesus is preparing the 12 disciples to be sent out. And he says this, a disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house, Jesus, Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? Um, so on the surface, this is not the most inspiring speech, right? It's not a speech that maybe Kobe Bryant would have given at halftime. But imagine what it would feel like for the 12 disciples who are being told, hey, I just did this incredible thing in this region. I want you to go out and do the same thing. You know, maybe they're like, ah, Jesus, just me? Jesus, I, I don't know if you realize this. I'm a fisherman. Jesus, I was a tax collector. Or for us, I'm a student, I'm an engineer. Or how about this? I am in my 20s and I have no idea what I am. Or maybe this, I'm in my 40s, 50s, 60s, and God, I, I don't know if you've done anything like that through me now and my life is already halfway over. Hey, that's real. But God will meet you right where you are. Sometimes freedom from these, these fears, these things we tell ourselves, comes actually when we learn that our fears, these things that we're believing, are true, but 
they're okay. Here's an example. Uh, maybe you're going to work and your car won't start. What you're telling yourself is, man, what if everyone at work sees me coming in late? Um, well, yeah, they, they might see you come in late. Actually, they probably will, but maybe they get it. Maybe they're like, yeah, your car won't start. Like, that sucks, man. I'm sorry about that. Maybe it's not as bad as you think. Or going a little deeper, maybe you messed up in a relationship. Your best friend comes to you and he's like, man, you hurt me and you hurt me deep, but I forgive you. Sometimes what we fear, what, what, man, I hurt my friend is true, but sometimes it's okay. So when we're thinking about, man, Jesus did this incredible thing. I don't know if I can do that. Well, yes, you're not Jesus, but that's okay. So when our fear tells us you can't go around telling others about God, you can't be God's representative. You don't even have your own life together. Oof, ouch. Discovery, if, if I'm being honest, this is what I've been telling myself for so much of the last few years. David, the, the guy who's, who's 28 and still just works a bunch of part-time jobs? Ugh. David, the, the guy who has so much trouble valuing relationships in his life, because as a kid, he learned that close relationships, they just end up in failure, they end up in pain. God, surely, surely there's someone better than him. And Jesus' response to me is, yeah, you aren't as good as me. And, and if I were to create a job opening for a worker for the harvest, and it was between you and Jesus, hey, I would choose Jesus every time. Yeah, that makes sense. But David, you are like me. You are becoming more and more like me. And that is enough. Because David, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. But maybe what's holding you back isn't doubts about yourself. It's doubts about others. Maybe you're seeing the people who are around you in your life and your prayer is, God, show me who it is who you want me to disciple. Now, let me just say that is a great prayer, but some of us, myself included, kind of have this unsaid thing that is also in our prayer. It's kind of like this, this arbitration clause that says, and when I find that young person, but not too young, and he, he's, he's already a Christian, he hungers and thirsts for God, but uh, he's kind of looking for me to, to fulfill that hunger and thirst for God. And, and his schedule also matches up really nicely with my schedule so we can grab coffee right in my open slot. Then God, I will know that that is the person who you're wanting me to disciple. Or maybe it's about a non-Christian. Um, when I find that person who's not yet a Christian, but for some reason really wants to be, and for another reason, they really want to pursue God with me, and they come to me in the first place to ask me about becoming a Christian, then God, then I'll know that that is the person who you want me to disciple. Yeah, sometimes I get caught in both of those thought processes and if you find that you resonate with that, here is what I want to say to you. Hero making is not about finding the right person to reach for. It's about being the person who reaches for others. I'll say that again. Hero making is not about finding the right person to reach for. It's about being the type of person to reach for others.
And maybe you've tried already once, twice, maybe a bunch of times, and you've seen some failure. Jesus' response to you might be this. Hey, thanks for giving it a shot. You saw what I did back in Matthew 9.35. I was incredible, and people straight up, they called me Beelzebul. So you will fail a few times. Hey, I didn't always work out either, but don't let that stop you because the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So what is our response to this great task of hero making? Look at how Jesus frames his response back in Matthew chapter 9, verse 38. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. In a word, pray. At this point, you might be a little confused. So far, I haven't talked about prayer at all. I was talking all about action, doing all these things. And now I'm saying that Jesus' response was to say to pray. So which one is it? Is, is the correct response prayer? Is the correct response action? Discovery, I don't want you to miss this. The correct response is always both, prayer and action. Think about if someone only took action. Um, staying with this harvest analogy, maybe they just went out to harvest apples. They were great at harvesting the best apples, the most number of apples. They harvested so many apples. What if God wanted them to do was ask God what he wanted to harvest, and really God wanted to harvest bananas? Or what if someone only prayed but didn't take action? Maybe they're able to correctly discern, man, God really wants me to harvest bananas. Now is just a great time for, I don't know, banana bread. I mean, that is fantastic. It's always so good to be aligned with what God has for you. But if you never go out and harvest those bananas, that banana bread is not going to be made. Discovery, what if in 2022, we as a church committed to discipling, to hero making, both with prayer and with action? Now, there might be countless barriers in front of us into joining in with the harvest, right? Or maybe there's like one or two really big barriers, especially for us as individuals. But hey, if, if God has made you like him, if God is making you like him, he says that is enough. So here's a couple of ways that we can join in to this process of hero making. Number one, join a mid-sized community. You know, maybe, maybe you don't feel like you are far enough along on your journey of becoming like God. Um, and, and, and you really, you want to, be, to go further on that journey of becoming like God before you start talking to others about it. Um, one thing I'll say to you is maybe you are farther along than you think, or maybe the amount of, of length on that journey that you have is enough for God to use. But even if that is not the case, come join a mid-sized community, right? If, if, if the problem is that you don't feel like you're far enough along on that journey, hey, come join a group of people who are trying to journey that journey together. If you are interested in joining a mid-sized community, um, you can shoot an email, excuse me, you can shoot an email to info at discoverydavis.org. Uh, we will definitely be happy to help get you set up with that. Or thing number two, 
prayer and action. Maybe you are confident enough that, yeah, you are on a place in your journey with God. God has made you like Him in some ways. God is making you more and more like Him, and you want to be a hero maker. That is great. Pray, Matthew 9:38, that God would send out workers into His harvest field. Right? Often we like to gravitate our prayers towards ourself, almost like we're in the center. We like to pray, God, I pray that you would help me find the pers- perfect person to disciple, which is a fine prayer. Um, pray, God, I hope that you would make me the perfect discipler for others, another good prayer. But what if the best thing that we could do is to align ourselves with God's mission? God, would you send out more workers into the harvest? and then take action, go out and do it, right? We are not seeking to be heroes here at Discovery. We are seeking to join in with God's mission and be hero makers. So prayer and action. So as we enter 2022, which one should you do? Should you join an MSC? Take a big step of faith on your journey to pursuing becoming more like God. Should you pray for God to to send out more workers into the harvest and then go out and take some action? Maybe you should do both. Maybe there is this third thing or fourth thing that God is putting on your heart. But whatever it is, Discovery, let's be a community who commits to hero making. Let's pray. God, we see this mission ahead of us and it's it's a big mission. It's, it's, it's a big calling um, for us individually um, and God, for, for us as a community, for the greater church as a whole. Um, God, would you help us um, align our hearts to your mission? God, would you, would you send more workers into the harvest field? And would you be with us? Would you guide us as we ourselves enter into that field? I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this is the point in the gathering where we transition into a time of communion. Um, As we were talking about this whole concept of heroes, hero maker, let's remember the ultimate hero is a guy named Jesus. The ultimate hero maker, that was Jesus. And, and, and the reason he was the ultimate hero, not because he did this incredible thing of giving sermons, healing people. I mean, that is great. But look at John chapter 14, verse 12. Um, Jesus was actually talking about all the things that he was doing. He was telling this to his disciples and he said this. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do it even and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father. So Jesus realized the things that he was doing that didn't make him the ultimate hero. The thing that made Jesus the ultimate hero and the ultimate hero maker was his death and resurrection. He came to earth. He gave up his body. He spilt his blood on the cross. And then on the third day, he rose from the grave. So as you take your bread, as you take the juice, remember Jesus, the hero, the ultimate hero maker. He gave his body for us. He spilled his blood for us. Eat and drink in remembrance of him.
Hey, thanks again for joining us for this worship gathering, for starting out your 2022 in community with us here at Discovery. Um, as we go out into the rest of the week, but also the rest of the month, the rest of the year, let's go out with these words from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace, Discovery.